Brother Ben here. Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister. All right. Assalamu alaikum. We are on part number two of this series. We will be studying. Uh, well, we are studying. Study guide number 18. By the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Do we have any readers this morning? We are on page number five. We are on page number five. Uh, so if the team can just be mindful of who our readers are going to be this morning. Of course, I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off reading. Let me see if y'all can see my screen here. What that is, because this is something totally different. All right, here we go. All right, y'all should be able to see my screen now. All right. So I'm going to start off reading the first page, and then I'll let somebody do the second page. All right, so it says, I believe that I have tried to be a faithful witness to Allah God in the person of Master Father Muhammad and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I have suffered much as a result of my witness. In 1975, when it appeared to me that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was dead and the nation of Islam had turned in a completely opposite direction and all seemed lost and my faith was broken. I, like Sister Clara Muhammad, wondered, what was my faith for? Why had I worked so hard and sacrificed so much? my family, my music, my career. What for? To be an outcast, rejected, and despised? To have the very people for whom I work for seeking my death? In my pain and frustration, I became bitter. And in my bitterness, I became livid with anger. I resented religion. I looked narrowly on the messenger of God who taught the religion. It was at this low point in my life that I had to wrestle with my emotions by questioning Allah God. Emotion had caused me to view events, circumstances, and persons subjectively and improperly. It was questioning Allah God, asking him in the right spirit, why, that saved me. Only after I was able with the help of Allah God and others to rise above my pain and anguish to see the bigger picture was I able to get a grip on my life and come back from the pain of death. I know something of the pain of Sister Clara Muhammad. I know something of the pain of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as well as some of the pain of the women who are involved in his life. These women did not come into the nation of Islam to be a part of that aspect of his life for they knew nothing of it, but time and destiny called them to be a part of his life in a way that brought pain to them, as well as Sister Clara Muhammad and her children. And ultimately, the nation of Islam, that pain still lingers. There are many broken men and women who have not yet gotten over this aspect of the life of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, blinded by the pain, bitterness, and emotional reaction to God's will, 
They cannot and do not see him, his God, events, circumstances, or the persons involved in his domestic life properly, nor do they see the children who were born as a result of his domestic life properly. Sister Yasina, you want to uh, read that, that next page? Yes, sir. Brothers and sisters, when we do not learn the lessons of history, we then have to repeat it. It is clear that we failed the first part of the first term examination of Mr. Elijah Muhammad. And in failing, we lost ourselves in what, in what came from ourselves as a result of our faith, virtue, righteousness, schools, businesses, farms, banks. Shall we lose again? I repeat, if we can rise above emotion to see the bigger picture, which is Allah's God's will, aim and purpose, we shall never have to repeat this history again. We can close the book on this aspect of our history and move on to a higher to higher ground, the elevated places. And as for those who believe in the good, we impose not on any soul a duty beyond its scope. They are the owners of the garden, therein they abide. And we shall remove whatsoever of ill feeling is in their hearts. Rivers flow beneath them. And they say, all praises due to Allah, who guided us to this. And we would not have found the way if Allah had not guided us. That's Holy Quran, Surah 7, Ayats 42-43, the elevated places. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, emotion and intensify feeling. The dictionary def defines emotion as an effective state of consciousness in which joy, sorrow, fear, hate, or the like is experienced as distinguished from cognitive and volatitional states of, con of consciousness. Any strong agitation of the feelings actuated by experiencing love, hate, etc., and usually accompanied by certain psychological changes as increased heartbeat, respiration, or the like, and often overt manifestation, such as crying or shaking. Emotion is intensified feeling. It can become so strong and overpowering that it masters the mind or judgment. Though love is generally defined as an emotion, I would say that love is not an emotion. Love is the mother of emotion. Love is the creative force out of which all things come. Love can be broken down into four principles, freedom, justice, equality, and obedience to the will of Allah God. We call our intense feeling of like or dislike love and hate. But love is not just an intense feeling. That is a limitation that this world has placed on it, making it our emotional reaction to something. The creative force is separate from the intense feeling that we have toward the created, the created thing. Allah God created the jackass, yet he states in the Holy Quran that the most hateful sound to him is the brain of the jackass he created. He created the hog. Yet he has an intense dislike for it. the devil is made out of the creative force. And he certainly has an intense dislike for the devil. 
the jackass, the hog, the devil, all serve as a means to facilitate the creative act of love, beneficence, mercy. Allah God does not desire dis-ease on this planet, so he makes a detestable thing, the hog, which is used to extract the medicine to remedy some of the effects of a diseased thing that he has allowed to run wild and loose on the earth. Its presence facilitates a divine purpose. We must not narrow love to an emotional reaction, but when we say God is love, the word is is represented by the equal symbol. Then love has to be complete. Because God is not an emotion. All of its attributes are embodied in the creative force we call love. An intense like for something is only one of its manifestations. All right, so I'm going to stop right there. Anybody have something to share on what we have read thus far? Raise your hand on the Zoom if you have anything that you would like to share based on what we have read so far let's go to sister Sheilan. okay so <clears throat> the feeling i received behind him stating intensified feeling emotion is intensified feeling it can become so strong and overpowering that it masters the mind or judgment and it made me think of how you can become so emotional about one thing or another that you're really not thinking clearly. You say things that you really don't mean. You do things that you really don't mean to do, especially when it comes to your emotion and the things that you say. You can hurt someone, hurt yourself, but and, and really not completely be aware of the things that you're saying to someone and in return, hurt that person unintentionally. Your mind gets so, so clouded, some, some part in dynetics, and I may not be verbatim about it, but it definitely speaks on how you can become so, so deeply emotional about a situation that your body almost, and your body and mind almost takes over, and you're not really yourself. I wish I knew exactly how it says, but it's 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 to the nature of you really not consciously aware of how deeply you're reacting to whatever that situation is. It's when your reactive mind kicks in, and when your reactive mind kicks in, you're really totally not yourself. But that part stuck out to me. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Let's go to Brother Samuel Samuel X. Yes, sir. For the students come in, the thing that came to me was um, uh, uh, seeing the bigger picture. Right? I know in a holistic class they said the nearsighted comes from a condition not being able to see off the plantation, right? And farsighted comes from a condition you can see off the plantation. So if you see the big picture, you can see the off the plantation. In other words, you're more free, right? And so when we are closed into ourselves, we can't see the bigger picture. Then we still consciously still on that plantation so we got to get uh, out of the emotional mind which is the amygdala right back into our rational mind and, and even into definition of love you got an emotional definition of love for the lower mind and you got a rational definition of love for the upper mind and so as i 
hear that and I saw that, that quickly stood out to me in a little um, in and out that I heard. That's all I have to say to you, brother. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. One of the things that stood out to me is when he stated um, that it was at this low point in my life that I had to wrestle with my emotions by questioning Allah. Now, at this time, the minister is speaking on being in pain. He's frustrated. He has become bitter. He resented religion. So he's losing faith. Um, so think about, or I, I think about, what other things have I lost faith in? What other things have you lost faith in? What are some things you are losing faith in that once was strong? What is the method? or blueprint that the minister is laying out for us in this study guide on how to rebuild that faith. Um, and what he said he did was question Allah, not question him with the wrong spirit, but question him with the right spirit and asking the question why. So he said it was through asking the question why with the right spirit that was able to save him, but also with the help, of Allah God and others to rise above his pain. So to me, you know, many of us want to do things, you know, all on our own help from our brothers and sisters is important. Sometimes we know that the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan was able to rise back up and rebuild this due to an angel, brother Jabril, who cared enough to go to him with a word and be patient enough and wait for him to see it. He didn't, he didn't get it on the first time. When he first gave it to him, the minister said, oh, poor brother. He was looking at the brother Jabril, oh, oh, this brother, he don't get it. No, it was, it was him that was doing the operation on the minister. But he had to be patient, and he had to have faith, enough faith in God to still be patient and take it to the minister and, and have him read it. So he said it took Allah, God, and others to rise above his pain and anguish to see, like you just said, to see the bigger picture. And then he was able to get a grip on his life and come back from the pain. So whatever that we are, are going through, it's easy for us to become bitter. What I'm getting from this is easy for us to become uh, uh, faithless in that which we had much faith in. Uh, when we are bottled up or when we are focused on our own individual pain and frustration. And here's the reality. In reality, we have to constantly be. So this is why I believe the, the prayer is important. Right. What is the root? What is the root of prayer? The prayer is the remembrance of Allah. That's what it's about for us to keep Allah always on our mind. I read to you guys the other day that when somebody was asking the minister about, you know, do you make salas as you move? He said, my, I'm doing the, the will of God. I'm, this is the work of God. I'm in constant prayer. So what I get from this personally is whatever we are going through in our lives, whatever we are engaged in in our lives, we have to keep why God got me here. Because if not, Pain and frustration, disappointment and trials and difficulty is going to come in every aspect of our life. Uh, with your children, with your business, with your job, with your uh, marriage, 
with your religion. So difficulty or, or, or struggle is really ordained. So you ain't finna get into nothing and ain't finna be no pain. You ain't finna get into nothing and you may not, I ain't gonna never experience no, no disappointment. So unless we keep Allah God at the center of it and we keep that question why with the right spirit at the center of it, we gonna, we gonna be giving up on everything we, we into. We're going to, once we lose faith, once we get that disappointment, once we get that bitterness, nothing is going to be able to be sustained because everything has a difficulty factor that is of value. So teaches the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So that's one of the things that uh, that stood out to me. Next, I see Sister Tiana. What's your thoughts? What, what did you uh, what did you get? Assalamu alaikum, family. Sorry, I'm looking at my my baby. He's um trying to wake up. Um, what I understood from this message was um we get we get um uncomfortable, and then we decide in that moment of being uncomfortable that. I, you have you, if you're not conscious of the decision that you're, you're you're making in that moment of being emotional, um, you will possibly make the wrong choice. But like you said, brother Ben, the minister said, um, you didn't you didn't you're not going to get it the first go round, or maybe not the second go round, but you will, you know. If you're living, if, if you're striving to be upright and righteous and be an example, um, I want to say I remember when I had a, a, a incident that I can remember vividly that I was pregnant and um, I had only been pregnant one time. And here's my proof right here. Um, <laughs> the little brother, the little young God, Yasser. I was pregnant and I ordered Uber Eats and um, someone decided that uh, I was guiding them to my to my apartment and um, very calmly and nicely in the same tone. And um, I was uh, I was yelled at. I was hung up on. I was. uh <laughs> disrespected in many ways and um I remember it clearly right now and I had pushed it to the back of my memory so that way I won't uh bring those emotions back with it that heaviness so um I said uh I'm guiding you to where where I am and you know I've, I've guided others before and sometimes I didn't guide others they just came straight to my door with my meal but um I'm just I'm being patient with you and I'm I'm hoping that you're being patient with me if I'm not explaining it correctly or if I'm not giving you the correct directions at this time. I apologize. But I'm pregnant, I'm hungry, I haven't slept, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to get my meal, you know. Um I had been uh Is she uh fall off? 
She did. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't see her no more. All right, let's go to Sister Yasina. Yes, sir. I some late on again. Um, so what I what I got from it, you know, when the minister talked about knowing something of the pain of Sister Clara and um, and the wives of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, um, that 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 for them they didn't, you know, you think about being a little girl, you don't you don't as a little girl grow up, and that's your thought. You grow up and you're raised, you know, you get married to one to one person. That's just your husband. Da, 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 da. But then Allah, because he's in control of all things. You find that that's your destiny. And. When we because we're t where he's asked us, the minister to try on the moccasins of everyone that's involved. So to think about being a young girl and that's your, and that you find out this is a part of your destiny. So you got to wrap your mind around the fact that, you know, after, with everything going on, it's trial after trial after trial and how they had to rise above emotions because as the messenger was guiding them, they had to focus on the, they had to focus on the, the, the destination, not the journey, even though they're caught up in the journey. So people, you know, they get pregnant. And I'm just, you know, just keeping it real. They get pregnant. They get put out the mosque. They, you know, once it's, once their identities and the, the names of their children are found out um, and that, you know, it's these are the messengers' children. Now the women are getting targeted. People are trying to, you know, the hypocrites are coming after them. And some of them, you know, they're having to hide themselves. They're having to do this and do that. And yes, we're we're reading it, but the minister said, you know, put yourself in their positions. Because when we do that, it's not, then you get to, you never know the whole story, but at least we can try to try more to understand. It wasn't cookie cut. It's not, you know, but he also said in here, you know, will we, shall we lose again? So for me, we look at this and if, you know, and when we're, as we're going through it, as we're the, and looking at what happened during the first term examination, we're in the second term examination. Will we, you know, will, will we be the winners? And that's us as an individual because Master Father Muhammad, when the nation fell, the honor realized Muhammad said it'll fall and arise never to fall again. We may, you know, we may fall away, but the nation does, is not going anywhere. So for us, it's a critical time and I'm trying and I'm rushing, but it's a critical time even now for us to look at it and look at ourselves because when a man and a woman are married, that's whatever goes on. It's not, it's not about the children, that man and that woman, it's about their marriage and how they decide they want to work out their marriage. We're just the children who, you know, having to go through it on our own, you know, from where we are. I sound like, um, well, like,
our brother Daniel. Which one? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, 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 you was next. Assalamualaikum, brother Ben. I do apologize. It was Sister Quamaya. Her hand went down though. Oh, okay, that's sister. Whoever that sister was can go next. Assalamualaikum, family. Waalaikumsalam. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Um, I just wanted to say that um, when I used to listen to the teachings or read about Mother Claire in being a slave. It's a form of extreme ignorance because I made it relative to one thing. And I was like, well, I don't have a problem with that, you know, thank Allah. So I um, was thankful that women have grown and Mother Claire was able to help us to grow with the way Allah used her. But then as, as time prevailed, as Allah awakened me because Mother Tynetta told us that we will all go um, crazy. And she did the lecture, the nation is flatlined. And coming from um, emergency room and ICU as a registered nurse in my past, I know flatline means pretty much that's when you can't bring the person back. You're going to say, you know, pronounce the death. So I thank Allah that our death had to be pronounced so that we could be awakened to our true self because even though we may have been blessed to come into the nation with consciousness, not in an unconscious state, each one of us, from what I recognize, we all had to fulfill the scriptures and I was reading something, I don't know if it was by the messenger, I think it was by the messenger or either, or the other messenger, the master, um, Farcon, that um, we are all writing our own sermon. And then it made me to remember how the minister said that the new book is being written. And so with us being the new people, the, you know, conscience that, we are gods and we are spiritual beings. And once I started doing the weekly fasting, um, I started back reading the um, how to eat to live because I hit rock bottom. It didn't matter that um, the money, sometimes people think money is a wealth. It's not. That's not our wealth. It's so not the wealth. And at the time, I wasn't making the money I did when I was an entrepreneur, but I was still making um, $2,500 a day in a slave plantation. And that was killing me working with the COVID because the $12,000 a week could not make me put aside crying every day and watching them intentionally kill us. So I'm thinking, am I part of the Yakub? I said, I'm working with a Yakub. I said, oh, Allah. And he said, if you don't get out of here, I've given you two near-death experiences. He said, the third one, I'm not going to let you live. You're going to have to die that tumultuous, treacherous death, or you're going to live eternally, but you're going to have to choose me. 
You've been choosing everything. And then I listened to one of the lectures and the minister was like, it's not about what you can do for white folks and build their world that lies tearing down. The first thing you need to do if you want to come out of hell is start helping out people that's in hell. Why would Allah put you in heaven and you ain't doing a damn thing in hell to come out of hell? So um, to wrap everything up, I'm so grateful for all of my experiences, all of the repressions that we did, all of the suppressions. I'm grateful for finally opening up Dianetics. Because I I was at a time very conscious, but those scriptures are real that you can go to sleep a believer and wake up a disbeliever. The emotions is motion. It's it's thoughts in motion, thoughts thoughts and feeling. So it's allowed me to realize um, why the Quran says mothers quit killing your children. We have been programmed especially as women. So I learned why 75% of the teachings are for us. We have gone through so much molestation and most of us, the minister said, hey, your different hormones kick in to throw your mind into shock to protect you. So a lot of us were walking in a nation with... All right, sister, your time is up. I know you probably haven't been on since you began but uh with, there's a five minute uh limit so sister randisha typically is uh thank you brother a, yes ma'am giving you a countdown so make sure if y'all not on the computer y'all can't see the timer but if you're on your phone sister randisha puts the countdown inside of the chat i see sister tiana got back on so we're gonna uh, uh do sister tiana and then we're gonna read a little bit more y'all can keep your hands up but I want to get on through this reading after Sister Tiana finishes up. Uh, I think she got cut off by a call. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum, family. So um, what I was saying was, uh, yes, it was a spam call. So what I was saying was that, um, so is it is it two minutes timer or is it five? It's two minutes. You, your head already had began speaking, so we were just letting you finish oh. your statement. Okay, thank you. Um, I was uh, I was overwhelmed. I was tired. Um, I was hungry, and I had to take a step back. And um, with tears in my eyes, because I was cut off from the Uber driver, and um, I didn't receive my food, so I went in the house and I slammed the door, and I sat on the floor, and I just wept, and I said, "God." Like, how can I be so hungry and I'm crying and I feel so weak and I'm carrying a baby and, and he, and he doesn't, he doesn't eat certain things right now. He, he's not, he's not taking it in. And, um, what are you trying to get me to understand here? God, like I'm confused. I, I, what did I do? And, um, I realized that the bigger picture is it's not about only you imagine the other pregnant women that is hungry imagine all the uh the homeless uh mothers um children and uh fathers the broken family and um 
And and that's when I realized that I had to take accountability for the times I was mad and they're going to pay for this and that having that um, unjust attitude. So let's let's pull it together, family, and um, act like family because we've gone so far away from who we truly are. We are spiritual beings and we love each other. Assalamu alaikum. Salam. Thank you, ma'am. All right, let's get back to this reading. Uh, what did I end on? Okay. I think we end off right. Wait, what did I end off at? I know something. Okay, here we go, right here. Brothers and sisters, when we do not learn the lessons of history, we then have to repeat it. It is clear that we failed the first part of the first term examination of Mr. Muhammad, Mr. Elijah Muhammad. And in failing, we lost ourselves and what came from ourselves as a result of our faith, virtue and righteousness. Schools, business, farms, banks. I think this has already been read. All right, let's go. Cause, uh, yep, sure has. All right, here we go right here. <laughs> Where emotion comes from. The brain is not only an organ of intellect and logic. It is also the source of emotion. Emotions are brought to life in what is known as the limbic system. The limbic system is a collection of parts that constitute approximately 20% of the brain's area. The forces of pride, fear, joy, grief, anger, lust, Hatred, envy, jealousy arise from this region of the brain. The limbic system is found surrounding the most primitive part of the brain and is found in almost the same form in all mammals. It is that part of man that is hardly distinguishable from beast. God says in the Bible, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55 and 7. The limbic system works with both the cerebrum above and the brain stem below. Its connections with the brain stem help maintain a state of emotional balance and alertness. Its connections with the cerebrum allows a person to temper emotions, emotion with reason. The goal is for the two processes to work in harmony, but the balance can easily can be easily upset. The limbic system can become so highly activated that it overwhelms rational thought, making a person speechless with anger or joy. On the other hand, through conscious effort, a person can resist the natural urge to eat or drink can fight back tears or suppress sexual desire. There are nerve pathways interwoven throughout the limbic system, which sends a continuous flow of electro electrochemical impulses that direct human that direct human drives and emotions. The hippocampus, and I might be saying that wrong, I'm sure. The hippocampus converts information from short-term to long-term memory. It constantly checks information relayed to the brain by the senses and compares it to, the, to experience. The thalamus serves as a major relay station, passing information from sensory 
and motor nerves to the brain. Nestled between the thalamus above and the brainstem below, there is a small cluster of nerve cells called the hypothalamus. It has one of the richest blood supplies in the entire body. Though it is only the size of a thumb tip from the hypothalamus, arise intense feelings or emotions, pleasure and pain, sexual arousal, aggression, rage, as well as hunger and thirst all emanate from this point. The hypothalamus is also a complex thermostat system that reacts to messages from skin receptors and heat sensitive nerve cells as it maintains the body's internal balance, holding the temperature at approximately 98.6 degrees. For this reason, our emotional reactions cause a change in temperature. The phrase heat of passion refers to the climb in temperature. Hunger and thirst centers in the hypothalamus tract glucose levels in the blood. When supplies of glucose, glucose energy food are too low, the brain, not the stomach, generates hunger pains. Pangs. The sensation of thirst does not originate in the throat. But here in the brain, when receptors indicate the salt level in the blood is too high. Above the hypothalamus is the amygdala. 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 The amygdala, a mass of nerve cells that is specifically related to feelings of outrage and aggression. The septum linked to the hypothalamus at the front of the limbic ring contains a pleasure center. The hypothalamus has connections to the, what is that? Pituitary gland. Pituitary gland. So it has an effect on growth and sexual behavior. It actually orders the pituitary. Say it one more time. Pituitary. Pituitary to organize the endocrine glands that's not right either huh endocrine endocrine glands release of hormones into the blood our response to fear in times of emergency is also controlled by the hypothalamus if a gun is pointed in someone's face the emotional stress is such is of such magnitude that his body undergoes immediate changes first to react is the hypothalamus, which organizes a chain of reaction of defenses with a single purpose to place the body in maximum condition to survive the impeding threat. The chain of command is as follows. The hypothalamic chemicals signal the pituitary gland of danger, possibly, possibly fatal. Pituitary signals on of its in endocrine gates to bolster defenses. It does this by flashing a message, secreting a stress hormone, which finds its way through the bloodstream to important stations. The stress hormone, ACTH. I'm not finna attempt that. Somebody else want to attempt that word? Adrenocorticotropic. That word first travels to the fighting adrenal glands on the kidneys, 
another adrenal chemical begins converting fats and protein into sugar. The adrenals spew out adrenaline and noradrenaline, causing the heart to pump faster, blood pressure to rise, and the pupils of the eyes to dilate widely for improved vision. The combined surge of hormones relaxes the bronchial bronchial tubes for deeper breathing, increases the blood sugar to supply maximum energy, slows down the digestive process to conserve muscular energy, shifts blood supplies so they are able to clot more easily on an open wound. In a matter of seconds, a threatened body becomes a tight core of altered substances prepared to meet the challenge. In this state, it can perform feats of strength and endurance far beyond normal capacity. It is important to note that the triggers this chain, that what triggers this chain of reactions is the brain's interpretation of external forces as life-threatening. It is not a question of whether we are actually threatened, but whether we think we are threatened. According to the Western scientists, individual neuronal circuits are just as unique as fingerprints. This means that the same situation may activate different clusters of nerve cells in different people. Every biological act of the physical body is directed to one predominant goal to stay alive. To do this, every organism must preserve itself in the face of external forces which threaten its existence. And when it ceases to work energetically on its own behalf, something finally will destroy it. There are many forms of disaster, poisons in the environment, temperatures beyond limit, food supplies fail, competing organisms move in and take over its living space. As part of the defense against external forces, the organism's walls itself are from alien elements. The skin is such a wall forming a natural barrier between the individuals and the environment, but no barrier is completely effective. And the human body, which is a large community of cells, is vulnerable to attack like any other community. Foreign substances sneak in and attack the internal systems, endangering the body. There is a second line of defense which stands ready to repel any invaders which breach the protective barriers. Manning this line is a certain type of white blood cell called the lymphoid. These defenders swim through the blood ready for action when trouble occurs. They respond aggressively to invaders, producing a different weapon or countermeasure for each type of intruder. When antigens get into the bloodstream, the body is alerted to the presence of invaders. Each antigen stimulates the lymphoid cells to manufacture proteins on a large scale and dump them into the bloodstream. It is these proteins that lead the defense against invaders. During the period of war, there is actively insides, there is activity inside the lymphoid cells. Some of these cells manufacture molecules which form a match with the contours of germ antigens. These substances called antibodies and antibodies pour into the bloodstream, attach themselves to the germs and cause a chemical change in the germs, making them vulnerable to the next step. The next step is carried out by a crew of wandering scavenger cells called. What's that? 
phagocytes. Phagocytes. Or phagocytes. Mm-hmm. I hope you two don't get me for that. They attack specific types of germs which have been tagged by the antigen antibody interaction and eliminate the invaders by swallowing them whole. The combined offensive, the combined offensive by the antibodies and phagocytes continues until the disease or illness subsides or until the body's defenses prove inadequate and death results. In the same context, there is a defense mechanism which serves to protect the peace of the community of our beliefs. Our beliefs support us in our actions and overall approach to life. Any principle or fact, whether real or imagined, that we encounter in life either supports our beliefs or threatens them. Once something is perceived as a threat to our accepted beliefs, there is a reaction in the brain similar to the body's antigen antibody reaction that instead of lymph cells, it is our emotions which rush to the defense of our threatened belief. Thus, the emotional reactions to persons, events, and circumstances are a defense mechanism which quickly surrounds the accepted belief to protect it from succumbing to a new one. We may react with one of many different emotions depending upon the nature of the threat, fear, anger, pride, etc. But in any case, the emotion rises with great speed to ward off that which disturbs the community of beliefs. This is what is meant by the phrase, rush of emotion it requires great and concentrated effort to take control over our emotions whoo all right so that uh that science lesson that we just received anybody raise your hand if y'all want to share golly boy that was that was science that took me back to biology and chemistry whoo all right let's go to uh sister brianna have some liquor fine folk. <laughs> this reminds me of our serotonin, which is like our happy cells. 70% of our serotonin is created in the gut. That's why gut health and eating correctly is so imperative. And also cleansing the body or um, doing like colon cleansing and stuff are imperative. I still have to do one. For myself but they're really needed people like <laughs> because even though i'm a i say clean vegetarian now right no potatoes all that stuff and how to eat to live but i used to eat fries of the wazoo right chicken tenders grease like all of that stuff they say that they say that on average someone can have anywhere from like 10 to 25 pounds of old uh, feces in their intestines. Do y'all know that your intestines can stretch to like 25 feet? That's like five times my height. You know, so it's like, that's a lot, even though it doesn't seem like that because, uh, we're, we're small beings, if you will. Our intestines have all of that stuff in it. And if, and not even if, since 70% of our serotonin is in the gut health, this is why like probiotics and all that stuff is so imperative. And I love the I love the part where it said that it's not your uh, what, what do you say? It, it's not your throat that's thirsty. It's your brain saying that there's too much salt. Our brains are ninety percent water. 
This is also why the older you get, the more water you need, right? Um, and, and we should be drinking water anyways, right? Water, even like lemon water. I love putting some good fresh lemon in the water. That makes it that that makes it better, right? Gets gets the acids in the stomach uh, running smooth. Um, but all that stuff is is connected. And in how to eat to live, it says you can put the best stuff in your in your body, but you have to put the best stuff in your mind as well because they're connected. We're all connected. Um, so yeah, thank you. <laughs> One of the things that uh, <clears throat> stood out for me and. Today's science class was uh, the brain has these defensive mechanisms based on what the brain perceives. It doesn't have to be real. So the emotions that come up in us as a defense mechanism, if it attacks something that is going to get something that we believe based on our perception, and if our perception is not in line with his thoughts, his reality, we are reacting to something that's not even real. And because it may be something that attacks our belief, if we are not able to rise above our emotion into the thinking of God and see another perspective, we will be stuck. In that, in that state of defense when we sometimes probably don't even have to. There's not even a real threat. This reminds me of conversations or arguments that one may have or that we may have where the opposite person may say, well, damn, I wasn't even, I wasn't even trying to argue. I didn't mean it like that. What you, what you upset for? Because maybe something was said that maybe attacked the belief that they have internally. That hasn't been shared. Uh, maybe they feel attacked. Maybe their brain is perceiving it as an attack. But you like, man, I'm just, I'm just. Or you may be reacting. And, and, and we are on the defense. And they're saying, man, I'm not, I'm not attacking you. But because of how our brain is perceiving it. And our brain is always trying to protect us. So this is why in the Quran when it says, Allah's coloring. And while asking why with the right spirit, spirit, spirit is important. Listening to someone with the right spirit is important. Some of us are listening to defend. Not listening to truly listen, but we wait until they finish that last word. Okay, well, here's my perspective. Damn, have you soaked in mine? So... Um, this is deep, man. There's, there's a lot of scientific language, but what I got from it is that our brain, we have to be very careful about um, perception. Like we really have to have to look at the perception because our body naturally does that. We it's not nothing that's you know like our our bodies instantly is going to respond to what the brain is thinking. It's like it says that some of those, uh, I don't forgot all the terms now, but that's a part of when something hot hits the skin. You don't have to think hot. Then you no. Soon as that, ah, it's instantly sent. The brain is instantly telling you that's hot. Move your hand, boy. So this is instant. We don't got no whole bunch of time to, well, let me try to calm my emotion. So what I get out of that is, 
and I may be wrong, but how I get out of that is the best way to to avoid some of these things is to is to get a hold of the brain, get a hold of our thinking, get a hold to our perception of what's coming to us. And then uh, knowledge and what I mean by gaining knowledge to help us to help us perceive because a child who has seen violence right on TV, they seen a gun being pointed and people die as they get to a certain age. If they understand what that means. Well, if somebody wants to point a toy gun, BB gun, hey, man, you. You going like this, but you don't know that this ain't, man, this ain't nothing but one of them little pop guns. This ain't nothing finna come out. But because of what my brain sees and what my brain perceives, shoot, I man, I don't know, I'm flinching. And you really have no reason to flinch. It may be a little water gun. So knowledge, but once I have knowledge, oh, that's just a little water. Oh, man, I, next time they point it, well, what do we do? Oh, man, watch out, man. You're not flinching because you now have the knowledge Oh, that's just a water gun. Oh, that's just an air gun. That's just a. So getting knowledge and understanding is uh is is very important, man. And uh, it just makes me think about it makes me want to go back and think about all the conversations, all the situations, man. What was reality and what wasn't? In my response, when I was being defensive, if I can go back and just try to replay it again, was that was was they really attacking me? What was the real motive or was was it my reaction? Was it me rage of was it my rage of emotion due to how my brain perceived what was coming at me? How many of us are in relationships where that doesn't happen back and forth? Man, they didn't mean that. Oh, man, that wasn't their intention. That wasn't his intention. That wasn't her intention. And then here we are. Man, I don't like you no more. Man, I don't like you either. And it's just our brains misinterpreting because we don't want to give each other time to understand and get the knowledge of one another. Let's go to uh, Sister Tiana. All right. As-salamu alaykum. Let me pull my thoughts together because it's so much. It's so beautiful. Um, for the brain, we we think that we... Okay, let me, let me say it. Let me start by saying this. We, like, like Brother Ben said... We perceive things depending on our perception is what we're gonna what we're going to uh, uh, download and and collect data on, and then it will then adjust our bodies to what we just let enter our bodies. So, um, okay. So another thing is that um, we learn different. We learn different, and uh, I have a brother that is an actual. He is a scientist. And uh, I know him, and um, he is uh, he he's studying heavily right now. And uh, we spoke yesterday, and I and 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 we shared some some thoughts with each other. And he and he said, "Yeah, um, you know, everybody do collect information and process information differently. And so when you come to that realization, then you will show your brother and your sister more respect and more empathy." and more um patience because you you do understand that we're not on the same page but we can get there because you're not taking in the information like I do and uh so you may read a book and I may and, and I may watch a movie 
uh, you, you may um, you may uh, read a magazine and I may listen to a song. So, I mean, and, 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 and we come to the same conclusion. So uh, let's let's have that patience, that, that calmness and um, love for one another. Let's lead with love and let's uh, sub have total submission to the mission. Um, yes, and that's that's all I have to say right now. Um, salam alaikum. Well, salam. Thank you. Uh, just want to let make sure everybody is aware that Brother Wesley just put in the comment section due to the number of hands raised, we have reduced it from five minutes to three minutes so we can try to get through everybody. All right, let's go to Brother King Cam. Assalamu alaikum. Um, so the the first thing that came to my mind as we went through this part of the study guide and the minister was breaking down the science of the mind and different um, compartments and things of that nature that where emotion emanates from and the different physical responses that come from the uh, the br the brain's activation from external forces it made me think about uh first thing with superhero movies and kind of how where you know when, when you really get into ye are all gods children of the most high god and you look at these movies like the avengers and you know all of these different um superheroes who have these particular powers it all comes from what the minister was breaking down in the mind and all the scientists were able to do was to replicate the process that increases these heightened abilities and then be able to create an on and off switch that would allow you to, you know, maximize it or expand it at any given time. So that was kind of like the first thing that I noticed or I thought about when I was listening and, and reading along with this. But then secondly, what I was able to get from this was the fact that um, the control, and this is why the mindset is so important, you know, and why the minister, you know, is so heavy on the mindset. Why is Jesus in the Bible teaching on the mind and, you know, lining your mind up with the mind of God? You know, uh, you know, be ye transformed. Paul said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why is the mind so important? It's because it is the control center for everything else that happens in our life. So when Brother Ben mentioned the fact that even if your brain perceives a threat to be a threat, that it, that's when it becomes real to the body. It doesn't have to be a re real in reality, but it's all in which your mind perceives it to be. So having the utmost control over the mind is extremely important. The minister said in the last paragraph was thus the emotional reactions to persons, events and circumstances are a defense mechanism which quickly surrounds the accepted belief to protect it from some coming to a new one. We may react with one of many different emotions depending upon the nature of the threat, fear, anger, pride, etc. But in any case, the emotion rises with great speed, great speed to ward off that which disturbs the community of beliefs. This is what is meant by the phrase rush of emotions, and it requires great and concentrated effort, great and concentrated effort to take control over our emotions. So I really just reading this got a better.
I got more of appreciation of meditation and having control over the mind. I slum it. All right, next up we got brother Daniel Six X. Going once, going twice. All right, let's go over to I am trainer wheel. Assalamu alaikum. So, um, just want to start off with saying that this is my first study group, and I, I'm super appreciative to be here. And um, also, I visited uh, Mars number seven in Harlem uh, for the first time on Sunday, and it definitely was a pleasure being around, you know, those that are part of the nation. So, did you join from I, uh, uh, being on the power call? I mean, did you visit from being on the power call, or you just knew where it was? No, actually, um, signing up for your study group on Friday. I signed up for the study group like Friday, Saturday night. Oh, and then man, I had sent you a DM on IG, but I already know, like, I'm pretty sure people be blowing you up and then story replies and things like that. So I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait. So I just went, found the mosque, and then I went to the service on Sunday. And, um, well, not the service, the meeting on Sunday, and Brother Demetric Muhammad had spoke so you know i was there did you and, uh um, did you take a picture of the uh of the sign-in sheet no i didn't but i did put your name down as um i put your name down at the bottom when i was um signing the paper when i was filling out the information praise be to allah yes sir let's get a yes, brother sir. three three more minutes i i took up his time let's give him uh let's start him back over go ahead brother i'm sorry i bet so um, I've watched a few of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, you know, uh, lectures from back in the 80s and 90s. And he speaks about the sperm, the man's sperm. And me personally, um, I majored in human biology and studied chemistry and human evolution. So his point of the sperm in the man having to be pure and you need to, um, you know, abstain from you know, alcohol, drugs, and so forth and so forth. What I learned is the egg inside of the woman carries what we call embiotic fluid, right? Embiotic fluid, which is basically the water to the soil, right? And the embryo is the soil, right? And our semen is the seed. So what I've learned is that in the semen, carries the brain of the child what's the first thing to grow inside of the um inside of the fetus so you have the brain the spine and then the nervous system after the nervous system is created inside of the embryo then you have the intestines why do you have the intestines right after the um nervous system is made because you have that gut brain connection which is going to um lead into my point but that gut brain connection that's what creates our instinct. That's what creates our habits, right? So not only are we creating those habits from our parents, right? But once we come out the womb and we get exposed to the environment, that's when everything starts to manifest. So you're wondering why you're getting mad at your kid. Your kid is just a spitting image of you, right? So all you're doing is just relearning yourself all over again. So my point of bringing this up is 
because like I said, it's my first time, and I just wanted to just, you know, give you guys um, a, a, a connected point of the science that we're learning and the word of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And obviously from the study guide of Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan. Our actions are already predetermined, y'all. Just like how our destiny is already written, our actions are already predetermined from the fetus. So realize, so once again, most of us aren't going to understand this because we've been so deconditioned as a human being. So once again, I didn't learn any of this until about five, six years ago when I was leaving school and I finally had to start searching on my own. So just to bring it back, our actions are already predetermined. Our emotions, right, is just energy in motion. All right, that was the time. Thank you for sharing, brother. Let's go to brother Daniel Muhammad. Hi, salam alaikum. Uh, real briefly, uh, hold on, can't get off this. Oh, yeah, what came in my mind was um, an experience that I had when I was um, kind of codependent off of my identity as being a hero in my family. And my codependent identity as being a hero, it didn't allow me to be vulnerable. It didn't allow for me to be weak because I had to put up this mask, this front of being the family hero. And um, so I would use my religious rituals, my identity and things of that nature as my mask. But um, it was um, one time, it was contrasted two experiences. One time my sister, my baby sister was had, had, she was about to give birth to a baby and she had two epidermal needles and then they induced her into a coma. And I came, I left my city I was in, I came to where she was, and all night long, I sang over her a hook line of a song, because I knew part of her mind was still conscious of everything that was going on. And by the morning, she was, um, she was able, she was alert, and the doctors asked her to move one of her um, feet, and she moved the opposite one. And um, so... I felt good from that, right? So fast forward, my nephew, which was the closest thing I had is my my old, my, my baby, well, not my baby sister, I got another sister. Her oldest son was the closest thing I had to as a child. And his name is was was um Danye Jones. So I see DJ in the comment box, by the way. And uh, he was lynched in our backyard back in 2018. But I had that experience. So, so when um my sister found him first you know she interpreted one way she came woke me up and got me i came out and when i saw him i still had that experience that he wasn't dead that uh part of him still alive and the 911 dispatchers wanted me to cut him down and i i, I was I, you can hear him on a dispatcher call saying this is a setup this is a setup so make a long story short i took about seven pictures of him me and my brother-in-law we took him down out of the tree and when uh, he was on the ground, I was holding his hands and I began to sing a song very similar to that song of my, my, my baby sister. And because um, I, I was still in tune with him, his essence of him. And I felt like it was progress being done, but I was frustrated because the police officers that showed up on the scene pulled me off of him. 
And to that degree that I resisted what was going on, the change that was going on, I began to suffer. And I actually felt a slight pain all on my back. Um, and it was a severe pain. I mean, and it lasted for a minute. Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing. Uh, we have Joe and Muhammad. Uh, reminder, family, as y'all speaking, look at be uh, looking at the chat. Uh, she puts the countdown inside the chat. Sister Joanne, go ahead. Hi, Assalamualaikum, everybody. Um, just kind of writing on what you shared, Brother Ben, in regards to our beliefs and perceptions and what the study guide was talking about, you know, the scientific portion. The I what came to mind was, you know, this word gaslighting these days, according to American Psychological Association, which, you know, it manipulates another person into doubting their own perception and experiences. So it just kind of came to mind, like, well, how real is my perception? But then somebody could manipulate that into me thinking that it wasn't real. So that's just what came to mind in hearing the uh, study guides. Mm, that's deep. Brother Purnell. Assalamualaikum. Lake Slime. Uh, as I get to we had that crash course of uh, science about all of the different responses of the nervous system. I get into the uh, the whole teachings of uh, study thyself, know thyself, love thyself. And what we're doing in this in, in the world today is we're dealing with an enemy that has studied high science on us as a people. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So with me dealing with like with me personally, when I deal with things that make me angry, such as, you know, um, I stay in a custody battle. And, and but if I wasn't if I wasn't in control of a three minute just to make an anger. A, a short-term anger, I wouldn't be able to love my uh, love my child fully because I would jeopardize my fatherhood. So that's a lifetime of love I want to give. So with me harnessing and you know just reflecting on the teachers because when I came into the nation, I came in on overcoming emotions, and that was the best time with by by way of brother Ben. So. And when I came in, you know, that was the first thing that was on the table to me was overcoming emotions. So, but understanding your emotions and getting the whole scientific breakdown of, of responses of the body and even the part of uh, when you read the restrictive laws, the restrictive law mentioned about how the body does not argue with other systems in the body. So as uh, we go on, you know, we have to understand that the enemy has studied us to know our responses. So, and, and it's the same thing that he uses with AI and everything is he studies us. So, overcoming uh, our emotion is, is putting our mind in front of our actions to, uh, to make sure that we are um, in charge of what we need to be in charge of because us as a people, that's what we are taught here is to civilize ourselves. Study, do our due diligence, and start first with our family. No, start with ourself and go to, uh, I mean, well, a lot self and family, and it, which is community and our people. So, Salam Alaikum, that's what I got for that. Alaikum Salam, thank you for sharing. Is it uh, so, Brother Inja? I know I'm saying that wrong. How you say it again? Oh, no, it's okay. Um, Jai. Brother Jai, the end is silent. 
in a silent, yes, sir. All right. Sir, thank you. Um, so I just want to say um, this this really hit home for me. It was uh, timely for me, um, this message from the minister. Um, what the brother just said is very true about the enemy in high science, and that enemy has, has been studying us. Um, the, what I've experienced, and this has also been true to my experience that I've had recently, um, that this really is the goal of the enemy right now is to attack our mind. Um, it includes di you know direct energy from towers and other devices um, that are producing a electromagnetic effect um, that is disruptive to various aspects of our body or our physiology. Um, that includes like fullness in the head and difficulty concentrating, affecting our memory, um, ringing in the ears, um, vertigo, just all different types of issues, um, also affecting our sexual health and our nervous system. And so um, I, I just got a lot from this message. It just kind of uh, uh, allowed me to kind of, I guess, revisit, if you will, the science of, of, our, of our body and, um, and how, how it affects us. Um, I just want to echo what someone said also is that we just have to have um, patience and love for one another right now and just um, and just really focus on uh, on getting to, uh, you know, being our best self, if you will. Um, that's, that's what I said. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Brother Ahil. Brother Ahil. Yes, Assalamualaikum. All right, so the one of the key points from the message I, I took was especially from the key term of me serving in the military was something that I took and I still use today is perception is reality. That's something that they fed into to us all the time. So in the manner that they told us is it's to get us in the in the mind state to believe that it doesn't matter if you're doing the right thing or you're doing the wrong thing if somebody perceives it to be in that manner then that's the reality that they that 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 they're going to believe whether whether your your intentions were to do the right or your intentions were to do the wrong if they see you in a certain light whatever they perceive in that manner that's the reality that they're going to live in and that's the instant message in the brain that that's going to react to and us living in this society we have a a fight or flight uh type of lifestyle and that's not something that we're supposed to be in at a consistent basis but that's something that we're in a consistent basis being black men and black women in america and that's something that's very unhealthy and it all starts in the mind frame of trying to retrain and reach and that's what these studies come in play for for rising above emotion but that's all i have to say Thank you. Brother Daniel 6X. Yes, sir. My apologies for earlier, dear brother. I was working. Um, what came to my mind was when the minister said that the same way that the emotions rush on a physical level or physiological level, it's the same way that it rushed on a spiritual level. So when our belief systems are threatened, then we get this rush of emotions. So someone mentioned it earlier about taking on our last coloring. When we are grounded in the truth bought by the God, Master Father Muhammad through his two messiahs, then we don't have that threat. So I believe you mentioned earlier, Brother Ben, how important it is to have that knowledge. Because when you have that knowledge, then you're not threatened. Because when you are grounded in the wisdom of Allah, 
why be threatened? I also think of when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that love is the elevation of understanding of those who are original. So I heard that point too and how important it is for us to understand the various expressions of Allah coming through his creation. The minister said when your heart is purified, you see Allah everywhere you look. So our level of purification is necessary to be able to pierce the physical and see the God coming through the person irrespective of the type of maybe evil they may be manifesting. Um, I'll just get cut off. Also go to the study guides where it says that will is the power of control that the mind has over its own action. So I'm understanding that it's very important to control the emotion because it is the emotion that Allah will agitate to bring up out of us that which we don't even know is buried in us. So the law of God becomes very important because when we don't understand, we're going to act irrational. But when we obey the law, that'll keep us balanced and keep us from destroying ourselves until we come to understand. Yes, sir. Thank you. <clears throat> Do we have a reader for the next section? And the next section is approach to subject matter. I'll read, brother. All right, go ahead. Approach to subject matter. In the study of emotion and its impact on our responses to the express will of Allah, God, let us begin with the following verse from the Holy Quran. He it is who has revealed the book to thee. Some of his verses are decisive. They are the basis of the book, and others are allegorical. Then those in whose hearts is perversity follow the part of it which is allegorical, seeking to mislead and seeking to give it their own interpretation. And none knows its interpretation save Allah. And those firmly rooted in knowledge, they say, we believe in it. It is all from our Lord. And none mind except men of understanding. And that's Holy Quran, Surah 3, verse 6. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that he would not give two cents for the combined work of all the scholars and what they have written as their interpretation of the verses of the Holy Quran. That is an important statement. That is a powerful statement. In the above cited verse, Allah God tells those seeking to give the book their own interpretation that none knows except him. So even if they claim to be scholars, Allah God has already overruled their scholarship. In these words, none knows its interpretation except Allah. Though those firmly rooted in knowledge are the believers who submit to it because it is all from Allah. What they understand is that they do not fully comprehend Allah's book in totality. They await the one whom Allah will teach the interpretation of the book to directly. That one is the Messiah, the Mahdi, the Christ. That one is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to humble thyself before thy God, thy words were heard. And I am come for thy word's sake. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. And lean not upon thine, thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. 
Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. The first step towards growing into the mind of God is to desire to do his will. Then we must learn to obey his commands. Allah God tests and tries the servant to see how well he will obey commands that he does not understand. He gradually brings things, brings the servant into understanding of what he has obeyed, but only after obedience. Through the suffering that accompanies obeying Allah God comes understanding and the servant gradually grows into the thinking of Allah God. Though he were a son, yet learned he he obedience he he obedience by the things which he suffered. Hebrews five and eight. Allah God may try a servant with a certain command. Since a servant of God is always desirous of doing his will, giving such a person a command can only be a trial if that person believes that the command is against what he or she has been taught is right, fair, just, or in keeping with our understanding of revelation. Through the command of the express will of God, the servant's level of understanding up to that point in time causes an emotional reaction that can result in disobedience if it is not put in check. In this manner, Allah God, God helps us climb above emotion using our own desire to obey him for sustenance during the steep climb. For this cause also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Colossians 1 and 9. In order to obey Allah God's commands, we must overcome our emotional reaction to his commands. At the root of the emotional reaction is frustration over something we personally desire, think, or believe. He challenges us where we are most comfortable with a command calculated to disturb our comfort. Thus, he says in the Holy Quran, none comes between a man and his heart except Allah. When he says in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. His ways are higher than our ways as the heavens are higher than the earth. He is speaking on many levels of mind. The original man is from Allah's thinking, which is above, while the made man is from the testicles found in the lower region of the original man. Allah God produced himself not from testicles but from his own thinking. Then he formed what we call the testicle that there might be a physical reproduction of the form. It is from the lower portion or weaker germ of the original black man that the devil was made manifest. To get into the thinking of God we must rise above our present level of thought which emanates from beneath. There is a gulf between the thinking of man and God and the ways of man and God. The process by which we cross that gulf is called resurrection. The way to think like Allah God is to be exposed to his thinking. In our lessons, we are given the actual facts as a beginner and as a start in thinking mathematically rather than emotionally. Jesus said, 
I and my father are one. How was he able to become one with the father? Jesus was born of a woman and came through the, vic the vicissitudes of life. In time, through obedience, he became the interpreter of God's will. You cannot serve as the interpreter of the will of God unless you know God and what he thinks and what gave rise to his thoughts. And we cannot get up into the mind of Allah God except by his permission. When we are able to see beyond the effect of the cause that produced the effect, then our decisions are no longer emotional. They are made with precision. This does not mean we will act without intense feeling. It means that we will be in such complete control of our feelings that our decisions will be completely rational. In the theology of time, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad stated that Allah God went to war with the darkness using sunlight to manifest all that the darkness was hiding. It is evident that he had an intense dislike for the darkness and that intense dislike manifested in the fact that though we were once in complete darkness, we are now in a universe of light. And going to war, Allah God was not acting irrationally. He made a rational judgment based upon his idea of what he wanted in terms of a universe. That idea stimulated an intense dislike for the darkness because it stood in the way of his idea, so he banished it. Today, Allah God is bringing about the destruction of the present world order. His intense dislike for this contrary world and the one who made it is the result of a mathematical understanding of what he desires for his creation. His precise understanding of what he wills and what stands in the way of his will summons an intense dislike for the impediment. When he says, away with you, this is not an emotional reaction. Though there is intense feeling in it, it is the result of reasoning. We, on the other hand, are just the opposite in our approach to a problem. Instead of being guided by reason, our emotional reaction clouds our reasoning and distorts our judgment. We react to things emotionally first, and the power of passion dominates over reason instead of being called into service by means of reason. The propagandist summons the passion of the people by giving them a reason to dislike a person, a thing, a nation. The elite or those in authority supply the people with the reason that summons the passion against the object of the authority's disapproval. There must always be a reason to like and a reason to dislike. He who supplies the reason directs the passion. If I were to speak against many in the manner they have spoken against me, I could summon the passion of this community against any object of my disapproval, but I have never chosen to do so. I have directed the passion of the people toward Allah, God. I have never given the people a reason to love Master Fahd Muhammad and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, while the Caucasian has worked tirelessly in supplying reasons to dislike them. Thus, the reason the devil accuses both myself and my father, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, of teaching hate is actually because I point out the wickedness of the devil. 
by pointing out his evil, I give the people a reason to summon their passion against that evil. Woo! Boy, that was some wisdom in that right there, y'all. God, dog. My, my, my. Go ahead and raise your hand. We got uh, 13 minutes. Come on, y'all. We got 13 minutes. We got 13 minutes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get them hands up. Um, man, that was some good stuff. Let's go to Sister Sacred. Peace, family. Really quickly, um, I noticed from this learnings and from what other um, brothers and sisters have been saying, trigger words. It seems that society, especially the media, um, with our people, they have trigger words or they show different um, beatings or things that just get us mad and for us as black people to react on emotions. It's like they want to bring um, the worst side of us out and um, learning about this to control our emotions and not jump into reaction is very important. So this is a good lesson just for us to control our emotions. Don't let people set you off. Question, look at, um, go to different resources besides the TV or one news station and just trying to find out more information before we just react. So this is really good just in the uh, trigger um, things that it seems that the devil is trying to get us to react and then we lose a lot because of that. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Amazing. That's amazing. Amazing. One of the things that stood out for me is the what the minister said about what resurrection is. He said that there is a gulf between the thinking of man and God and the ways of man and God. The process by which we cross that gulf is called resurrection. So resurrection is, <clears throat> well, getting a man or woman to raise their thoughts into the thoughts of of God, the thinking of God to raise their actions, which is a result of the thought into the actions of God. That's what the resurrection looks like. And of course, that is a mental and a spiritual thing. Um, also, one of the things that stood out to me is when he says, when we are able to see beyond the effect to the cause that produce the effect, then our decisions are no longer emotional. They are made with precision. And that takes patience. And that's what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan gives us such a beautiful example of when he's dealing with our people in the streets. Yeah, they gang banging, right? Yeah, they done been shooting, killing, and robbing and doing this. But he always says, I know who you are. He still talks to them about being a God. He goes with them. He goes among them and shows them love and just uplifts them. Why? He can act emotional and constantly every time he talks to them, it's about what they doing wrong. But what he says is when we are able to see beyond the effect, because he teaches us we are righteous by nature, wicked by circumstance. So the way that you are right now, I'm knowing who you are by nature. So I'm looking past the effect. Not that he hasn't addressed the effect, but he know that's not who we really are. We acting other than ourselves. So it's going to take patience and really it takes love to be able to see beyond the effect to the cause. Because many things that we are upset with is simply an effect to something. 
And this is how the enemy can get away. This is what the hidden hand is. You know, he can, he can, as he says, tell a lie, put something out there that brings up the passion or he can be the cause to the effect of something. And because we're so emotional, only looking at the effect, only looking at the effect of the cause, we move, we, 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 we miss the cause or don't even look into the actual cause of the thing. And by dealing only with the effect, we never really get a different answer. We never really get a different result because we never dealt with the root cause in the first place. The conversation was always about the effect. It was never about the cause because I didn't care because my emotions is tied is tied to the effect of what happened. The effect of what I see is not tied to the cause because I'm just moving off my emotions. I'm moving off of what moved me. I'm moving off what got me enraged, what got me angry, or what got me happy. So, yeah, that's one of the things that stood out for me. Let's go to Brother uh, Daniel 6X. Brother Daniel 6X. Yes, sir. Uh, what stood out to me was when the minister spoke about the original man being made from the spirit and above the lower regions and how the main man is made from the lower regions on a physiological level. Um, that made me think about what was mentioned earlier about the importance of how to eat to live because most of our uh, issues are tied in the drives, the food drive, the sex drive, and other drives that cause us to have a adverse reaction to the commandments of God. So I see how eat to live trains and reorientates the mind to release those negative energies around stress eating, inordinate sex, all of these type of things when we practice eat to live, which is what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that the hereafter for my followers start with one meal a day, we're able to begin that process of resurrection and free ourselves from the lower region and get back into those upper regions, things dealing with the heart, things dealing with the mind, things dealing with the soul. So, um, it's no coincidence that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan made one minute a day law. Then he told us in Savior's Day that we should strive to learn how to eat to live or we might not be here in the hereafter. Yes, sir. Brother King Cam. Yes, sir. Wow. That was a, that was a lot. Um, but just to kind of camel back off of what Brother Ben was talking about when uh, the minister said, when we are able to see beyond the effect to the cause that produced the effect, then our decisions are no longer emotional. They are made with precision. So that was that was something that was heavy. We make decisions with precision when you are able to go beyond the effect to the cause that produced the effect. So as Brother Ben was talking about, that hidden hand. And then the minister says that the propagandist summons the passion of the people by giving them a reason to dislike a person, a thing, a nation. The elite or those in authority supply the people with the reason that summons the passion against the object of the authority's disapproval. So when you look at COINTELPRO, and you look at what they did to Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, um, any of our uh, other great leaders that were speaking on behalf of our people, the propagandists wanted to focus the, the people's passion against what they believed to be disapproval 
uh, what they disapproved of. So they targeted those men and used propaganda to summon the passion. They did the same thing with Bill Cosby, the same thing with Michael Jackson. They trying to do the state trying to do the same thing with the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. They've done these things and they use the same playbook each and every time because as many have mentioned, they study us and know us more than we know ourselves. And they have gone above and beyond to understand how the mind works and how emotions work and how they can control us through our emotions. Man, I just want to repeat something that he said. There must always be a reason to like and a reason to dislike. He who supplies the reason directs the passion. I just wanted to restate that. But one of the things I want to talk on is um, he said his intense dislike for this contrary world and the one who made it is the result of a mathematical understanding of what he desires for his creation. His intense dislike for this contrary world and the one who made it is the result of a mathematical understanding of what he desires for his creation. Um, there was a part in there that kind of went on that and said, talked about something that we do backwards. I was trying to find that. Do you remember where you said that? At? Can he said, we do something. That I, okay. Here it is. It says, yes, sir. Right, okay. It says, um, when he says away with you, this is not an emotional reaction, though there is an intense feeling in it. It is a result of reasoning. We, on the other hand, are just the opposite in our approach to a problem. Instead of being guided by reason, our emotional reaction clouds our reasoning and distorts our judgment. We react to things emotionally first and the power of passion dominates over reason instead of being called into service by means of reason. And uh, that's just a reminder for me and all of us that, you know, whenever we are making such decisions or, you know, decisions to think first, um, like think. And, and, and maybe sometimes we confuse thinking with feeling. Even if we hear a lot of our people, if you notice, like just listen to people for the last, for the next week or so. People typically say, well, I feel like they don't say I think. Many of us may be confusing feeling with thinking because your thinking influences your feeling. Maybe. Yeah. You know, but we may be confusing. I think many of us are confusing what we feel with actually thinking. Our feeling is us just reacting to it. Us stopping in striving, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, to think five times before we speak or react, that's, that's reason there. That's me analyzing the situation before I respond. So just listen to people as they speak. Some people always say, man, well, you know, what I feel, you know, I feel like, even if we just reading something, man, what you think about that? Oh, well, I feel like they literally naturally, well, man, I, what I feel is that, no, think, analyze it, look at the situation uh, for what it really is. And then if we can always ask ourselves, and it's hard because, you know, we want to be quick responders. 
Or I want to respond immediately. They say something, I'm saying something. They do something, I'm doing. And that competition that we have never really solves anything. So really sitting down and thinking about it may take a little bit more time. And as an example, Dr. Wesley Muhammad. Many people, oh, I can't watch Dr. Wesley. Oh, he, man, he just be sitting there, look, he's there. Well, he's thinking. He's not just, what's the question? Doing, okay, I'm finna try to answer the question. No, he sits back. You know, Brother Wesley gonna give you that. Brother Wesley gonna give you that look. But he's thinking on it. But, when, but, but, but look at his books. His books are in depth. They got footnotes. It got evidence. Documentation. It's thorough. Because he's thinking. So... You know, that, it's just a reminder for us all and myself to slow down. Okay, hold on. Before I, okay, before I do this, let me analyze this situation. What, what, okay, what, what, what's this? What's this? You know, what are all of the different avenues and aspects that I can take to do this in reason? Um, and again, it's hard to do. And I think over time it'll get faster, you know. But initially, if we've been, if we've been responding emotionally all of our lives and for majority of our lives, we may, we may have to look a little slow sometimes to sit there and just wait. Tie it into social media. And, 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 and say it again. I said tie that into the social media and respond to, like as a content creator. That was the point I wanted to hit. Yeah. Um, m- many of us as, as content creators, we have to think about not just well, what I think about is think for the whole. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that he was taught to think for the whole. Okay, I'm putting this content out. I can react to it, but I was listening to a podcast that said just because you can do it don't mean that you should do it. Just because you can do it don't mean that you should do it. So if 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 uh, I can go viral on social media by responding to all the negativity and drama, but how would that affect the audience? How would that affect their mind and my mission for why I have the social media? There is somebody that may cuss me out. My emotional response is to cuss you right back out. Oh, and I done learned some words growing up. I can put some words together if I wanted to. However, you know, uh, you got to remember what you represent, who you represent. It can't be an immediate emotional response because look at what he done said about the minister. Hold on now. I know you want to defend, but the minister himself said what? Hold on. Let me remember. We don't get down in the gutter with them. See, don't get down in the gutter with them. By the way that you defend me, that that is more of an offense. By how you defending me. How you representing that hurts us more than it helps us. Now, you done got your little emotion off. You feel good because you done got that anger out. But let's think about what it's doing for the reputation. What does that look like? Have you seen me respond that way? So we have to be very mindful, um, you know, of those of those certain things and not be uh, emotional responders because I've had it as I close because I'm already three minutes late to my next meeting as I close there was a brother who said something to me a couple of years ago and I was uh, calm in my response I just gave him okay yeah, you know a, a, a FOI response you know when we go door to door we're taught hey man you when they cuss you out you say yes sir you have a good day brother and you go back 
because oftentimes they testing you. So I responded properly. And the brother said, man, I, okay, man, I, I appreciate that. I salute that. I was actually doing it to see how you will respond. See, some people are watching. There are some, there are some, there are some people, right? There's, there, there are some people that know certain things and you may have a prior back and forth with them. You may have a prior argument back and forth with them and you know what they meant by that comment. They were throwing shaded and you may come off off the mouth and you going in. Now, this newcomer who don't have the context about what y'all about his comment, they may say, damn, this brother here mean in the mind. Why he respond like that? They don't know that you know what they really saying. They don't got the context. So in responding emotionally, you may clap back at them and you going off and you going in and you using your language, bad language, because they don't use it. Now you got a new person thinking that you something that you're really not because you didn't think first of how this will affect and what this will look like. So it's a lot of things, you know, on social media as far as not responding emotionally. I don't have enough time. I'm now four minutes late, about to be five minutes late. So we about to shut this thing down. I thank you all for listening. We are going to be on for part three tomorrow. Make sure that you guys join the Telegram. Make sure you guys join the, uh, I mean, download the, the Google Drive or the Google uh, study guide number 18. And I thank everybody who shared. If you would like to visit your local Muhammad Mosque this Friday, night uh go to www.noistudygroup.com a sister will reach out to you and help you find and locate your local muhammad mosque all i ask is as when you sign in don't just sign in take a picture of it fam. i need y'all to take the picture here's why every so that we can verify i'm gonna just say that i need you to take a picture of it and send it back to the sister that's gonna reach out to y'all or just shoot it to me on telegram so that we can verify it at, uh, with my secretary, okay, because we gotta we gotta put that thing in so it can be in my my nation's program. All right, so I see you guys inshallah tomorrow eight a.m. same time, same Zoom link, same passcode. Assalamualaikum.